We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Tuesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this morning. Some SEC basketball, the wealth gap in college athletics, college football specifically, is... Conferences and TV deals and all that stuff still uh, very much in uh, in the news cycle. Pete Thamel yesterday with the story on that it was mentioned in the stream. We didn't have the time to really go through it, but we do now, so we'll do that today. Hit some other topics as well. Hope you have a wonderful morning. Remember the uh, the Oxford Exxon Blue Sky here in Oxford giving away four uh, box seat tickets for every Sunday home series this season in baseball. That's Maryland this week. It's uh, a lot of SEC teams coming in, five different ones, Purdue in a few weeks as well. So all you have to do is you have to tag Oxford Exxon for a chance to win those four tickets. You uh, you tag them on Twitter. You use hashtag Rebel Ready. That's Rebel Ready. And you're entered in to win those tickets to a series finale of uh, of the week here as the baseball season continues. Ole Miss plays Arkansas State today at 4 o'clock. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is uh, completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. A guest at some point in the week will join on the uh, MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive, you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you have nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at MyPerfectFranchise.net or contact Andy at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or 404 973 9901. Saw on Twitter yesterday, too. You don't necessarily think about this. We'll tell you about the meats and the proteins, but pretty good salads going on at uh, the Blue Sky here in Oxford as well. A lot of fresh ingredients with those, several different options as well. So you can see videos, see pictures on the uh, the Twitter machine 
at Oxford Exxon or just stop in and see for yourself. Um, I don't know. I'm all over the place this morning a little bit. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on. Wow. What was that? Was that garbage or speed bump? I hope that was a speed bump. <laughs> um, you do. You're rooting for chassis to fall out. I mean, it, it's, it's well. It's, I mean, people come flying through here 55 miles an hour, and there's kids and there's dogs, and you know, you. I know that I have a reputation for I don't care about anyone, but I don't want to see any of my neighbors hurt. Um, you want the idiots to be punished. I mean, that's, yeah, that, I, that, that, that's kind of what it is. I tell you, I wish we, I, I wish I had speed bumps instead, even slowing down. My neighborhood has those. Um, like concrete island things in the middle, they're supposed to slow you down because you kind of like have to be careful you're going to run over them and whatever. Mm-hmm. But and it's something nobody cares about. And I promise we'll get into sports, but you'll understand this is running. There's nowhere for the cars to go to get out of your way, so you're constantly having to get off the road because they can't get into the middle and just let you go by. So yeah. it's a lot more. Of, I feel like I'm playing Frogger a lot more than I ever have in the past with, with those things. It's a little bit of an issue. There's a few places in our neighborhood where you have to get off the sidewalk and into the street to get where you're trying to go, and it's right where cars come out of turns. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of speeders, and it's, it's a little scary in some spots. Kyle, thanks for the super chats. It's gonna get a speed bump camera, and we could, we could set something up off Neil's house. I mean, it's like right there. We could get a great view, just yeah, right there onto the speed bump. Yep, live cam. Put it on rebelgrove.com, twenty four hours a day. Watch people come come through. I'm operating on about an hour and a half of sleep, and was it that bad? I can feel it right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little zoned out. I just didn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. I tried. Did you get it early in the night or late? Because I mean, you you didn't do that thing where you got up at like midnight because of your situation. Yeah, did you? pretty much. Did you really? Yeah. Now I went to bed at ten. I actually. That's early enough. You still was watching was watching Kansas and um, who did they play? TCU, Kansas won. Uh, Carson and I were watching Kansas and TCU, and it got to be about nine fifty five, and he was going to bed, and I said, "I'm going to bed too," and I turned it off, and I just couldn't sleep. Anyway, no one cares. <laughs> Sorry. But if I if I just drift off into the nether, you're tired. Or, I'm a little tired. I'm preoccupied with something. Like it just, we're, we're, it's there's it's, it's the morning. It is what it is. It's yeah. Tuesday. Um, as I said, from a scheduling standpoint, Ole Miss, Arkansas State today, four o'clock. The I don't know the Red Wolves or the Red Wolves. They haven't won in Oxford in like fifteen years. Uh, they have a slew of a ton of new players. It's like twenty two newcomers or something on Arkansas yeah. State's team, something like that. Um, Whatever, I don't know. JT Quinn's the reason to go to the game. If you go in today, the freshman throws really, really hard, but everybody gets hung up on his fastball. It's not his fastball. His breaking stuff's really good. It's why he's a potential starter. And even though he even though he's he's ninety six, ninety seven, he hit some ninety eights in the fall. Um it's it needs a little more movement. It's still it's a little flat, honestly. It'll they'll get there. He's just a freshman, but um the off speed stuff's really good. He he has a legitimate breaking stuff, so uh he's the reason to go today. Check him out, see how he looks against the uh Against the Red Wolves, so that's an that. issue all the way up. I was reading a story about the Cubs rotation, the battle for the fifth spot. And one of the guys is throws pretty hard, but the stuff doesn't move as much as they'd like for it to move. And they've been in the pitch lab trying to figure it out. Figure it out, yeah. The pitch lab is cool. Like some of that pitch lab stuff where they figure out the ways to tunnel what pitches go with what, how you can change little bits of arm angles here to completely change everything. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating stuff. I don't know how people take a round bat up there and hit it at that level. 
where everybody's just, I, I don't know how you don't lose your mind. And probably you do a little bit. You've got to have a great mental game to just forget it and go, okay, nope. As a professional hitter, you encounter so much failure that you have to have, you have to be remarkably mentally tough. I've heard Joey Votto talk about it. Oh, really? There's so much failure. And he's more successful than most. Yeah. But think about it. I mean, you fail so often that you have to just dismiss it. How many times a really good major league hitter goes three games where he just fails? For three games. Just, I failed. 0 for 9, 0 for 11. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was at a, a game in Houston last year with the Yankees, and I watched Aaron Judge do nothing that night. <laughs> and you're like, that's the most prolific power hitter in the game today. He basically didn't touch a ball. And you think he has to just hop on the plane and let it go. Play tomorrow. But they've done it for so long and are so used to it that it just is the way of the world. I mean, it's the way they they, they operate. Um, so, I don't know. Curious to see a little bit what Mike does with his lineup today as far as how many regulars play versus trying to get some at-bats for some of these freshmen, figure out what that looks like. I assume he definitely wants to get Mason Nichols in the game simply because he didn't pitch over the weekend. He's going to be trying to do some different things with that. Um, it's one of the negatives to 10 running people is that you lose some innings. Lose some chances to get some at-bats. And he's kind of said that, but he, he, he's in favor of it so much that he's careful on criticizing it too much. Because his, his point is, but is, is that at-bat really meaningful? His point is, if it's 14-1, to 1, is that an intensity level enough to really even focus on that at-bat to give you anything? And Delaware had to work a lot harder to get outs than you did. And so when you make them play more meaningless innings, yeah, they're putting stress on them that could be avoided. It's And so you'd like to sometimes think of the other team, too. Frankly, teams are more willing to just do the 10-run rule. You know, I mean, that's what I was – I did a story on it last year when I was talking to Mike, and they had had a ton more 10-run games, but I went back through their schedule over the course of his tenure, and they had won a ton of games by more than 10 runs where the 10-run rule wasn't in effect. And he said that it was mostly on the other team, that he always gives them the option, and that – it other teams are becoming more okay with putting the 10-run rule in, yeah. which I find interesting. Because, I mean, yeah. if, if you're UT Martin, I'm just pulling it out, why would you not agree to the 10-run rule on Tuesday? Like, or just by God, I need these nine innings for my pitchers? I mean, like, That would what? be the only reason. That would be – I mean, otherwise you're just being stupid. Yeah, but he said that a lot of times, nope, nope, no, no, we're good. Play the nine. Whew. Okay. You're down 17 to one after seven. You're like, why are we still here? And yeah, we're here to eleven. You're getting back at three now because you you're driving back to Martin. Like what 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 are we doing? Because you know someone the bus driver goes, I could be on the road right now, oh. and it's seventeen to one in the top of the eighth, and here we go. Yeah. And frankly, that's when people get hurt and stuff because you're not particularly focused. It's a story on ESPN.com today. I'm not going to go through all of them because, frankly, I did not prepare for it. But they have a uh, a way for all top 25 teams in college football to make the uh, the playoff next season. So if you'd like some reading material on some a lot of Pollyanna this morning, you can you can do that on ESPN. 
Welcome to February 21st I mean, football coverage, Mr. McCready. I mean, Welcome I, to February 21st football coverage. I mean, I get it, but, but come on. It's one of my weaknesses on this job, and I'll admit it, is that I think I'm a little too pragmatic. You don't do the field filler very well. I don't. No. I don't do, hey, it's February, let's write about football. Like, I see all these people doing spring practice uh, previews. Previews. And I'm like, oh, man, really? Yeah. The defensive line. And it's just going in and here's who's back and here are the stats. And yet, I don't know whether. Well, you're not, not, you don't know if they're going to be back in August. A. Well, and I don't know, like, if how many of the guys are, like, having some sort of a surgery where they're going to miss part of the spring. You usually find that but out on the first day. they got bigger, faster, and stronger. Well, everybody's bigger, over faster, the, stronger. Over the, the offseason. They did. Yeah, I do wait. They hit the weight room hard. The strength coach really getting a lot of gains in. I kind of want the offseason where they go, you know, we're bigger and we're stronger, but I don't think we're faster. I think we we're got... We're slower this year. I think we've gained so much bulk that we've slowed we down put some bad bit. weight on. Yeah. Really trying to fix that. <laughs> I just I'm not good at that. Is that the number one college football trope? Is that you're the only off season team getting bigger, faster, yeah. and stronger? Yeah. Hey, we're gonna make some huge gains next season because look at him in the weight room and look how that guy worked. We've had a great summer. Guys really worked hard. Quarterbacks leading them. It's a, bingo. a lot of seven on seven. The bingo card. Media days bingo. By the way, uh, media days July 17th through the 20th. It's in Nashville this year. I did not know that. Ole Miss goes on the 20th. Last day. Lane's on the last day. Who's he with? Uh, I don't remember. I can pull it up. I can find it somewhere. I'll look for it real quick. Tennessee's the last day, too, which was smart. So it's it's Kiffin and Heupel. And, I got um, Okay, somebody else. This is what we do on February 21st. Uh, Monday, July 17th, LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M. Oloma Sankey. Correct. So... They're pretty smart on this always. The way this works is you get Jimbo the first day to keep them for the whole day, and you get Sankey at the beginning of the day to get them there early. Yeah. That's how this, the SEC does this. Sure. So they made sure that – and then nobody gives a shit about Elias, so he's in the middle, and it just sits there. Um, The second day, you get Kirby and Freeze in the morning. Oh. So you get them there in the morning. Everybody okay. show up in the morning for those two guys. The afternoon's kind of a dead day. Tuesday in the afternoon is always sort of whatever. People are if you're gonna go play golf, that's the day you're getting it in, you're kinda yeah. doing some stuff. It's Zach Arnett and Clark Clark Lee Ooh. together in a session on that Tuesday afternoon. I'll go see my boy Clark. Will you? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go this year and go to the all four days. We typically could get a lot of podcast interviews over those days. Yeah, that week. I mean, it's, it's 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 helpful. I didn't the last couple of years. Ole Miss has gone early, and it's been tempting just to get the hell out of there. But with them going on the final day, I think that's what I'm gonna do. Somebody asking in the stream, why did Aaron Suttles leave the athletic? He is heading up media coverage for Alabama's collective. He is promoting and writing and distributing content about the collective at the University of Alabama. Um, I have heard that he received an offer that he simply could not turn down. It's smart. It's a really interesting deal. Look, you go from having no access to unlimited to access. unlimited access I mean, literally and for a guy like aaron who is as good of a writer as he is and as good of a storyteller as he is he is going to human interest the hell out of that alabama football team and he won't have the pressure of the beat but what's it, it's great it, for fans it's huge they're going to get to know the players a little bit sure. they're going to see personalities they're not going to be robots in crimson sure with the helmet on i mean it's it's a really smart play and he's He's a brilliant writer. He's a very good storyteller. And he'll do great. 
Yeah. And I get it. And I probably for him, there was probably because Aaron's a big J journalist and it probably was hard, but I've heard that the, I've heard that the offer was too good to turn. He's down. probably been able to, he, the only way he was able to probably do it is he's slippery sloped just enough. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. job has been a little more and a little more and a little more. And then you go. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, it's where it's going. JGGGG says professional puff piece writer. Yeah, in a way. Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yep. But it is storytelling. He is going to actually tell the same kind of human interest stories he would be able to tell, which is probably his favorite part of the job anyway. And now, so instead of having to that. harass people to get them to talk to him, they'll talk to him voluntarily. And yeah. when he says, hey, what's your mom's number? He'll get that. He'll get all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah, I, I get it. I think it's really smart for any collective, frankly. Um, I think that makes all the sense in the world. Because from a human interest standpoint, from a the things fans kind of care about, frankly. I mean, because look, you still, if somebody gets arrested or whatever, there's going to be plenty of people at Alabama covering that. He's going to provide something that is not provided right now because of the lack of access. Yeah, from a I, li- and from a lifestyle standpoint. Oh, I mean, hanging out, boy. You go off the. You're not on the beat anymore. You're not having oh, you're to just, follow stuff. That's the part of our jobs that I don't think. I'm not complaining. People say, "What's the one negative to your job?" It's very easy for me to tell you that you're never off. More than ever before, you know, like you're going to Disney World in March, and you're going to have the hardest time. The hardest part for you is going to be putting it away. Oh, I mean, just putting it away. I'm bad at it anyway. Yeah, putting it, it, it away. It's, Enjoy the week. That's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. It's partly why I don't always enjoy vacations because I it, it's very, 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 very hard to do that. Because mm-hmm. it, it's so involuntary, you just kind of don't even pay attention. You're like, sure, start and flipping around and bored it's, and, and it's Twitter. A, and, it's a negative because it wears you da- wears you out. Because when you step back, look, none of us are that important. It's going to be all right for oh, four days. Oh, it doesn't matter at it, all. It's all good. doesn't matter at all. Nothing's burning to the ground. I mean, I'm rolling the dice on the basketball thing a little bit. There's going to be a couple of days. The sat- the Saturday and Sunday of the SEC tournament, um, I'm taking Carson to see a couple of NBA games because he's been wanting to go. You know, and so if, I don't think they'll move that quickly, but if they do, I mean, I'll, I'll be quasi-ready, but... I mean, I don't know how the whole Kermit announcement is going to go down. No clue. Yeah, I mean, Hardman said I think it's a common issue with every job. Yeah, I mean, look, it's more and more and more jobs every day have gone that way to some, to whatever extent. I sure. mean, there are still, whether it be 8 to 5 or simply set schedule jobs, they, those do exist. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's... But Aaron's job will be kind of that way now. I mean, I'm sure he'll do some nights and weekends, but my point is, he oh, quality of life. He won't be on because, like, all his times. game day will be just kind of hanging out. Yeah, write a little bit, sure, whatever. Or he might not even have to go. Probably not doing work on game day. Maybe he is. I don't know. But if he is, it's yeah. I don't know what their site setup is like. Yeah. So, no. The more I think about it, I go, hey, sure. That's, I mean, if the numbers I big enough, it. yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Yeah. So. So who's who's day three at Media Days? It is Nick Saban in the morning. Okay. He's going along with Sam Pittman. Okay. That afternoon is Billy Napier and Mark Stoops. Sneaky, interesting day. Yeah. On that afternoon. Yeah. I don't mind that that, that combination. You get and Saban, then, you got a coach that's kind of on the hot seat. Napier that's, eh, get the, he's going to get all the... Better get going. Well, he's going to get all the Rashada stuff. Yeah. 
And then Stoops, who's just sitting back counting his money. Mark Stoops making eight six. Hey, at listen, listen, eight six at Kentucky. Listen, there's a lot of people in in this world that would like to be Mark Stoops today. Mark Stoops is living right. What's well, Andy Staples thing? He says Kentucky's the number one job in America because the pressure versus what they're willing to pay. If you're just talking about cost, like cost of living and quality of life, he thinks Kentucky is the number one job in the country. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, I should have written it. Yeah, you should have. But I've been saying it on this show for a long time. Their expectations are lower than some of those other teams in that tier. They're lower than Ole Miss. Oh, I think and, I think the two best jobs in the league are Kentucky and South Carolina. You win eight games a year at those places, it's cake. They're never going to really expect more. Eh, I'll bitch a little bit on game day, but you're good. Like if Kiffin rolls an eight and four next year. People like you and me are going to be like, that's a really good job. And a lot of fans will too, but there will be a lot of people that are like, all right, we pay for more than that. And if he rolls a seven and five, whoo. Give me some backlash at seven and five. Even yeah. though even though if you made me put a number down today, I'd go seven and five. I mean last In year. In a heartbeat. I, I mean said, last, last year, year I said was eight and four. Last year was seven and five if they play Georgia instead of Kentucky. Yeah, which is the schedule this I year. I looked at the schedule last year a thousand times and kept coming eight and four yeah. every time. And they go eight and four, and everybody's like, "God, they finished badly." And I'm like, "Yeah, you could see that coming in the summer, but in the moment, it feels emotional." Then the final day to keep media in town: Lane Kiffin, Shane Beamer, and Josh Heupel to close it off. Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Tennessee. It's a good final. That's day. That's a strong day. That's a good final day. Yeah. Day one and four are the best. Because you get them there and get them out. You get Saban in day three. And then next year, you add Oklahoma. Next year, it's going to be a circus. Oklahoma and Texas add to it. (laughs) Dude. Dude. (laughs) Where's that at at next year? Do we know? I've heard Dallas, but I don't know. Really? Yep. We're doing that now? Do it at Jerry World. Is this the same thing as when we put the basketball tournament in St. Louis or Kansas City or wherever up there that time? I don't know. You giving them the bone? You're giving them a because that doesn't make sure. sense otherwise. No, it doesn't. Geographically, it's stupid to make the people from the East Coast go all the way to. Texas. It should always be in Birmingham or Nashville. I think Nashville's a natural. For- Just let Nashville start being the hub for the events. They ought to move the league office there. Good luck there. I know. Go ahead. Yeah. Go, I know. go, go ahead. Good luck. But they should. Because when they play the basketball tournament there, you're like, you know what? This just makes so much freaking sense. But I mean, sense. it's the truth. I mean, like, it's like the, it would be like putting the SEC meetings like up the East Coast somewhere. It's like, hold on a minute. Like, what are we doing? I mean, I know. Destin works. It makes sense. It's in the little footprint. Which is the weird thing about the SEC network being based out of Charlotte. Yeah. It tells you it's logistical in nature with like, where they have and where yeah. they need to be and all that kind of stuff. They already had stuff there. So, anyway. All right, moving on. Before we do that, I'll tell you about your national champions being back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. You can show your support for their efforts on the field this season by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday. They're allocated into your blue priority point total, and they're up to 90% tax deductible. Sign up today by visiting give2athletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. 
Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. It was a life changer for me. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable, and it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Walk On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Visit them in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland today. And speaking of Ridgeland, the College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop with two locations in the Jackson area, one in Ridgeland next to Fleet Feet, one in Flowood next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's warming up outside. You might want to get that air conditioner checked. It's different names. It's the same great products, though, same great services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call our friends at Southern, 662-429-4429. Speaking of Nashville, A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid. Download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. They're delivered directly to your door. Throw them in the freezer, and then fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. Everything from their newest offering, the New Orleans-style barbecue, the signature, the meals in the bag. Those are the French Quarter Alfredo, the garlic herb butter, the Louisiana spicy option is there also. Plenty of great things, including their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, a lot like what's at the grocery store. It's a big higher quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. So, again, our code the last couple of weeks, a new code, RG is the code. Buy five packs, five pouches or more, 25% off there with Prime Shrimp. That's primeshrimp.com. Two, uh, two, well, three games total, two good basketball games tonight in the SEC. At 6 o'clock on ESPN, Tennessee, trying to get off the snide a little bit. They're at Texas A&M. Good luck. Number 25 Aggies at Reed Arena tonight for uh, for that one. And then uh, at 6 o'clock as well, Mississippi State at Missouri. Pretty interesting game there. Bulldogs and Tigers. Big game for both teams. Is Missouri still in the conversation? They're in it. They got a lot of work to do. Got to get going. Yeah, got to win games. That net's got to be 50s at this point. Something like that. I'll tell you right now. And then the doubleheader, SEC Network doubleheader. The one game on ESPN is Tennessee A&M. And then the SEC Network doing the doubleheader. The nightcap on that one, Georgia at Arkansas. That feels like a blowout. But... Bulldogs in Fayetteville. Arkansas tonight. would be advised to win, win that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't have to blow them out, but they would be advised to win it. Missouri is 51 in the net. 
Uh, Mississippi State's 43. So State can get a quad one road win today. It'd be big. State's got three quad one wins, four quad two wins. That's it. That's it. They need need a little resume piece. Missouri uh, opened as a one-point favorite. They're now a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight against the Bulldogs. I think I would lay them. Such contrasting styles. It's one team that's going to go super fast and another team that can really defend. The over-under total, 138-and-a-half. I don't know. I'm not mentally sharp enough to Does do it get the 70-70? Right Could. States has a hard time scoring 70. Do you have a hard time scoring 70 on state? They'll defend you. Now Missouri goes, but Missouri goes. It's a different money line wise, Bulldogs, if anything. But I mean, I, I want nothing to do with Missouri minus one sixty five. I'm not giving up over one and a half that state doesn't win that game at Missouri today. Mm-mm. No thanks. And then your other game, it opened at one and a half. It's still at one and a half. A and M by one and a half against Tennessee. Lay them. You're all in on the Aggies. Totally. All in. Totally. Been in for weeks now. 129, the over-under there. 65-ish. That's about right. Tony says the muscleman shine wearing off. Nah. They got injuries this year. And they're still going to make the tournament. Back-to-back Elite Eights. He's got a big-time class coming in. No, frankly, Eric Musselman's one of the people. If you're Keith Carter, he's you've got to look at people like Eric Musselman and go, I've got to find that guy. You agree with that, don't you? Yeah, 100%. It sounds like, I mean, that's a couple of the comparisons people have made about Pat Kelsey at Charleston. It's maybe the name that most yeah. pops up from the current right group of group of fives that makes sense. I mean, no, I mean, Ole Miss would, Ole Miss would kill to have a muscleman. I mean, he makes so much sense. Recruits, coaches. Got Markets. Some, got some quirk about him in a good way. Mm-hmm. Good marketing. Uh, they're, look, they're, they're going to make the tournament and, they, Smith's back. I was reading in the Athletic today. Their bubble watch. We're talking about. They're not really on the bubble. They're pretty much in. But they were just saying they're interesting because what we've talked about is. And Muslimen just finally last week apparently just went oh to hell with it. Here, let's figure. Here's our. If we're going to do something, this is how we'll do it. Let's figure. Let's see if we can work it out. So they're trying to incorporate a player this late into the season. But nah, he's fine. They they still love him there. They're they're pack, all their games are packed and nah, they're good. There's several really healthy basketball programs in the league right now. That was yours, I guess. Okay. It was mine. Okay, you're jumpy. I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Arkansas, the Razorbacks minus uh, thirteen and a half tonight against Georgia. This is Vegas telling you, please don't touch this game because Arkansas is just dumb enough to cause a problem. The money line to bet on the Razorbacks is minus 1,100. Where they go, hey, guys, yeah. we're taking this one off the board by going, you you make nothing by betting on the Razorbacks tonight. I, I don't so. hate Georgia and the points because Arkansas has a tendency this year to build leads and then let the lead dissipate because <sighs> they're young and they just this is not his. It's very clear watching him. This is not his favorite team. It's like in a frustration way. Yeah, I think he'd sometimes just. They do a lot of dumb stuff. The opposite of Texas A and M. It's the reason I love Texas A and M. Like you watch Texas A and M, and you're like they don't ever do anything stupid. Never, never, ever. They just buy the book. 
I mean, look, this is why we have a podcast because, I mean, this is great analysis. Buzz is one hell of a basketball coach. Oh, dude. I mean, he's, oh my God. He, dude. It's why, like, early in his tenure, they were scuffling him and goes, hey, is that going to work? Like, yeah, it's going to work. Yeah. Give well, him it's, a minute. It's, 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 it's why. Right. It's There's why, proof of concept here that it's going to it, work. It's why, if you're Keith Carter, there's pressure on you because you look around the league and you see a lot of healthy programs. Bama, Auburn, Texas oh, no, that's A&M. that's a good point. Healthy programs, yeah. not teams. Not elite, but just programs that are in a good, decent spot. Kentucky's got this massive recruiting class coming in. It's yeah, a, I'm not putting Kentucky in the negative category. No, Sorry. no. And so Arkansas's got another big class coming in. They had a big injury this year. I mean, look, if, if the kid Brazil doesn't get hurt, they've got, what, eight wins right now in the league? They'd have 11. You know, they'd be in better shape. Um Missouri program wise is in pretty good shape. I think Mississippi State program wise is in good shape. Now there are some rumblings about Chris Jans and Wichita State Ooh, that are interesting. Really, really, yeah, it's out there in the coaching world, if you will, that he's on their target list. What would that look like? A ton of Coke money. Not Coca-Cola. K-O-C-H. Exactly. That's yeah. what it would look like. Yeah. Yeah, so people got confused when Jeffrey said that a couple weeks ago. K-O-C-H. They can fund whatever the hell they want to fund. If so, they care, it's and, it's there. And they, the rumor is they care. They've decided to care. So we'll see. But, you know, if he stays, I think their program's in pretty good shape. And so you start looking around the landscape of the league, and there's a lot of programs in the league that are healthy. And you've got to figure out a way to get healthy. And what does health mean? It means that you're competitive and it means that your games are exciting and people come to your games. I mean, in the SEC right now, unhealthy teams. Alabama, clearly healthy. I yeah, mean, got, got a, two, a great physical. Got a two net. They're going to be a one national seed. They're pretty good. And, I mean, the only issue with them at all is can they keep Nate Oates long term? That's yep. it. A&M, healthy program. Kentucky, healthy program. Tennessee, completely healthy program. Very. Suddenly, Vanderbilt's healthy. Getting there. Stackhouse is doing a decent, doing a good job. They've won some games. They're not firing him. Nope. Now, next season is going to be very critical for him, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying unhealthy on Vanderbilt. No. Auburn, clearly. Arkansas, clearly. Yeah. Todd Golden is a hell of a basketball coach at the University of Florida. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got look, no issue with that. Look, him. if they don't lose Castleton, they, they, they have a shot. They're going to be good. Dennis Gates is doing a really good job at Missouri. They're at least... They're at least healthy. Georgia is stable under Mike. They're as far as I'll go right yeah. now. No, that's it. I yeah. mean, they're not a good team. They're probably not a good program. They're not embarrassing though. No, it's true. They're fine. Yeah. They're they're in the middle and relative to Georgia, especially. I mean, Georgia's not going to the final four. No. I mean, you know, it's 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 Jim Herrick's not doing anything crazy here right now. Uh state, South Carolina, Ole Miss and LSU. Yeah, LSU is not healthy. No, that's bad. I actually kind of like Lamont Paris right now. For some reason, there's something about him that I like. I didn't I didn't use it, but he came in when they beat Ole Miss. He came in before Davis did, and, and um, I asked him a question about because he kept talking about effort, about effort. How you know? I asked him how difficult is it to. I said, as a coach, you get it. You kind of had a, you have a set of expectations that are realistic. Kids always go into the season going, hey, we're going to win. We're going to win. And then when you don't, how hard is it to kind of keep the effort coming? And he gave a really good, long, detailed answer. 
it frankly was so long I didn't feel like transcribing it, but I, I might go back to it. I've saved it. But he was impressive. I liked him. And they've they've played pretty well down the stretch relative to what they are. What is your take on LSU? I mean, we're not blaming McMahon necessarily. No, no. I blame their administration. Uh, the more I hear about it, and obviously I've educated myself quite a bit, I don't think they had to fire Will Wade. I think they made a mistake. Well, they were trying to save football. They were trying to save football, and, and there were a couple people there that had uh, had their feelings in a wad about Will Wade. I think at the end of the day, they didn't have to do it. And he was very popular with their fans. So, I don't know. The reason I say that on Georgia, some people talking about it in the stream, is that Georgia has a basketball history that's at least in the same ballpark as Ole Miss. Yeah. Ballpark. Yeah. If Ole Miss next year hires an established basketball coach who's been in a major program, in a first year, and it's 16 and 11 and 6 and 8, nobody is going, oh, my God, this is awful. No, the pavilion will be packed. That's it. That's look, it's look, fine. Look, Sunday afternoon solidified this for me. The, bas- the women's game. It was a game. women's game. Yeah. They're good. And they were playing a really highly ranked team. Yeah, sure. But it was a pretty day, and there would already been baseball. And people still showed up in droves. Yeah. The whole, well, you, you know, we, we play baseball. So what? We just listed schools. Some of these other schools play baseball too. <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. You can be good at baseball and still be good at basketball. And you can certainly be good at baseball and be competitive slash relevant in basketball. We're not talking about, hey, get to the final four. I mean, let's be real here for a minute. For Ole Miss, the Sweet 16 right now is basically a national championship. Oh, sure. Making the tournament is success. Now, years from now, if you got to the tournament consistently, yeah, maybe you start, hey, we, we, we'd be cool to win a game or two. But if if I offered you three trips to the NCAA tournament in five years and you only won one NCAA tournament game, most people would sign up. Because that means you're playing a whole bunch of relevant, fun, competitive games in February and early March. There's plenty of room on a college campus for that and a national championship caliber baseball yeah, program. Sure. The whole thing that the, those two things are cannot exist as one is absolutely idiotic. And Sunday proved it. Kyle asking that, how far would Oates have to go for Alabama to break ground on a new arena? Could use that as a bargaining chip. I mean, I, I have think, not heard. I think they're going to build the arena. I don't know that it's a bargaining chip. They want to keep him. I think Alabama gets it. Even Alabama, with all of their success in football, understands that you need you need basketball to be competitive. You need basketball to be fun. It's a really it looks really good on TV, and people watch TV. Prospective students watch TV. Basketball's fun. It's two hours inside. It's fun. Shit, I've got two kids that don't watch sports and they go to basketball games. I'm not sure they could tell you who they're playing or, who, or whether they won or lost, but they go because it's fun.
it you just ha- it has to be fun. You got to make it fun. You got to figure out who you hire that can come in and can market the program and get it excited. And and frankly, um, Yolanda McPhee McEwen has done that. She's kind of provided a blueprint. Oh, there's a there's a clear blueprint. I mean, she's done it to her everlasting credit. And she's yet to win an NCAA tournament game. Okay. People understand the context of the sentence I'm about to make. Well, no one's going to do that. Okay. Throw that away. Doesn't have the wins. Hasn't won a tournament game. Straight excitement into the program Mm -hmm. relative to her sport to his. There's a lot of Bruce Pearl in her. Yeah. I'm around at everything. I'm up in the student sections. Mm-hmm. I'm begging. I'm going to fraternity houses. I'm going to sorority houses. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Well, you just talked. We talked marketing about, program. It, there's a lot of Bruce Pearl. There's that. a lot of Bruce Pearl. There's a lot of Eric Musselman. Yeah. There's a certain hey, build it and they will come element to this that is. Yeah, for sure, it resonates. I mean, for sure. Got to be everywhere. You got to market. No, she's great at it. There's, that's a great analogy. There's a lot of Bruce Pearl, a lot of, a lot of Musselman, a lot of those mm-hmm. kind of people, those kind of Mark, Nate Oates. I was talking about Musselman was at freshman check-in or whatever with you. Yep. I mean, yep. Yeah, he was, I've gone up there again. I have daughters. Yeah, sure. I've gone up there and done move-ins and bid days and stuff like that and seen that cat everywhere. And I mean, he's one. You Frankly, know, I mean, that's almost just a requirement everywhere these days. What well, probably should be. I was, what I was going to say is, I was talking to Ryan Brown with the next round, and he said, "Man, we could get Nate Oates to get in the car and drive to Birmingham and come on the show, damn near any time." They're number one in the country last week. It's constantly marketing. It's just part of the gig. Mike Bianco does it. Mm-hmm. He does free speaking engagements all over the place. And he's done it for 20 years now. Yeah. Because you sometimes just have to market your product. If, unless your product is football. At which point you just have to win. But in other sports, you've got to get out and press the flesh. And then you've got to recruit. And you've got to build excitement. And I think that's why she was emotional. Because she was like, boy, we were right there. Oh, because you're one bucket from, oh, my God. Yeah, like, from, a that, total, that's, that's, from it being the story. She hurt for her kids. Sure. They went, God, they, they, they got us there and just yeah. what they would be feeling right now with one more bucket. Sure. But she also was smart enough to look around and go, boy, a bunch of people showed up. Yeah. She was very honest in that press conference. I mean, look, it's what coaches – I mean, we're all over the place here, but it's fine. It's Tuesday. It's – yeah, she was emotional. She was all those things. But what she was was honest. You you watched that post-game press conference. It wasn't coach speak. It was what she was actually thinking. I mean, I thought the line where she said that the first time Don Staley came to Oxford, she was embarrassed because mm-hmm. the crowd was so bad. And 500 she, people. She sensed it was like, God, that's one of my sure legends over here that I admire so much, and this is the product I'm in charge of. Mm-hmm. She felt a responsibility in that. And... There had to be a certain, hey, look where we came when they walked in. So Carolina walked into the building on Sunday and was like, oh. Yeah. Which Carolina sees a good bit, I'm sure, because everybody shows up well, for sure, Carolina. Sure. But not everybody shows up like that. <laughs> no. No. I mean, LSU no. does, and they're winning. Kim Mulkey's done a hell no of a No matter job. what you think of Kim Mulkey, she wins. 
she was a psychopath, but she's a hell of a woman's basketball. She wins coach. basketball games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I had to buy or sell Kim Mulkey winning a national title at LSU before she's done, I'll buy. Yeah, buy. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you look at the last week and what she's done with being competitive and, I mean, more than competitive. When you when you take when you take LSU to the fourth quarter and you take South Carolina to overtime, you're you're doing something. No, but it's it, but it's it's more than the result on the floor, right? Yeah. It's it's the other stuff. It's yeah, it's like you know, I was at the bid day thing this year in August, and I look up and there's Eric Musselman. I'm like, what the hell is the hell is he doing here? And then dude hangs around like and introduces himself to people and talks to people. And I'm not saying that people at Ole Miss haven't done that. I'm not, it's not about that. It's just, that's what you have to do. And you look at all these programs that are kind of winning and six or seven are going to go to the tournament. And Bama's got a real shot to go deep in the tournament. I think A&M has a real shot to go deep in the tournament. You've got to figure out how you get one of those kinds of guys. That's what you're trying to find. You got to go find a Todd golden. Mm-hmm. You, you, and here's the problem at Ole Miss. We're going all over the place today. I'm sorry. My mind is not sharp today, so I'm just free-flowing. The problem at Ole Miss, and some of this is not Kermit's fault. It's not Kermit's fault that there was a COVID pandemic. Can't blame that on Kermit Davis. But he came in. He inherited a program that the year before had been god-awful to where Andy just quit. Just Andy said, this, this, is, this is crazy. He literally quit. I need to get out of here. It's the only thing that's going to give them a chance. They're not going to play for me. So you follow that with they make the tournament. Then you follow that with a bad season Mm -hmm. that was irrelevant. They lost, I think, five of their first six SEC games. They were kind of off the map before it ever got started, before the kids came back for the spring semester. Mm -hmm. You follow that with the COVID year. And then you follow that with the last two seasons where the season has essentially been over. And Kermit would push back on this, but – you know what I'm saying. There has not been an SEC season where people were engaged with postseason aspirations in the building since the year one. Since year one. And before, yeah. the, and so in the last six years, there's been one season in which people are in the building engaged in meaningful basketball games. In once the new the, calendar year. Once the new academic year started. Yeah. Or the new se- yeah. spring semester started. Correct, yes. So that's the problem is that basketball becomes – an afterthought becomes irrelevant and people start doing the well we got baseball i get it but you know look today last weekend i know the weather was great but there's been a lot of mid-februaries i've lived here for 15 years there's been a lot of mid-februaries where it's too cold to go hang out at a baseball game and when does college baseball season become truly fun if we're honest about it when the league starts because it coincides with the weather warming up and the mid March, yeah, spring break comes and goes. Then the league starts, and before you okay. know it, it's April, and you got double decker, and you got spring games, and you got this stuff, and it's starting to warm Town's up. Packed, and here we go. People are starting to think about their swimming pools and stuff like that. People are getting excited about the end of the school year. Little kids are out playing baseball on Saturday morning, and then you're going to the you're going to the game. On you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's there's still plenty of window for basketball. When you don't have it, it's a huge gap. Yeah. Justin Hill Creamery, thanks you for a great king cake season. They're sold out at the shop, but if you check out today at uh, Chicory Market, they probably got some small and large sizes to celebrate Fat Tuesday today. 
So appreciate all of you. Tons of you use them for your uh, your king cake purchases this year. So I appreciate it. They appreciate it. 662-419-9201. Remember, they make all their cheeses locally and in-house every day. I mentioned their house mustard yesterday. That's very, very good. Always keep that in stock. And plenty of items. They even do uh, some catering for different events, showers, uh, weddings, and whatnot. So, again, that's Josh Snow Creamery, 662-419-9201. Brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. I was telling you yesterday about prescription support. They also have tons of supplements, vitamins, that kind of thing that uh, you can just order off their site. It's going to make you feel better. Just what the goal is, right? Be healthier, feel better. Go to solutionsrx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout. You get 10% off your first order. Um, they got the uh, BOGO winter sale going on at Dead Soxy. Right now, when you buy two sock bundles, you get the second bundle 50% off, or you get a free pair of socks with any single pair you purchase. To get the deal, just put any two bundles or any two pairs of socks in your cart. Apply the code Rebel Grove if you've got bundles in there it will take 50 percent off the least expensive bundle if you've got two pairs of socks in your cart it will make the least expensive pair free so head over to deadsoxy.com stock up on this incredible winter sale and as always stay soxy game changer patches are the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start the warm-up patch used before or while you drink the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep the all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout. Get 20% off your purchase. Uh, ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. To learn more about ACS, go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662 601 4381 it's uh getting into the spring which is engagement season wedding season if you um are in that market get in touch with our friends at lamons fine jewelry it's 1126 north lamar boulevard in oxford lamons has been serving the oxford area for more than 75 years whatever your jewelry need is they can take care of you they're the gold standard in fine jewelry visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777 Podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. If your prescription's the same day each month, take care of you. If you got some issues, something uh, going on with uh, whatever it is around, what can be sometimes a very confusing situation with your prescriptions, they will help you out. They helped me out yesterday. They help you out, too. So whether it be Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or GNM here in Oxford, Remember, they can also transfer your medications, make one phone call. They take care of the rest. That's 662-236-2222. You got big Fat Tuesday plans. I mean. Is today Fat Tuesday? It is, yeah. Oh, shit. No, I didn't Making know. hurricanes and all kind of <laughs> shit today. I didn't even know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I grew up in Louisiana. I didn't. I just didn't think about it. It's northern Louisiana. Different country. It is a totally different I mean, place. It, it's, there's, what is the line of. Of, of Alex, separation. Alexandria. Which side are they on? Uh, they're north. And then as soon as you get south of Alexandria, you're into a different place. Oh, really? Yeah. But Alexandria is more like Monroe or Ruston or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Than Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally different place. Okay. Like Shreveport and Lafayette couldn't be more That's like, different. You know, everybody makes fun of Florida and says, hey, they're three different states, and they are, but Louisiana is two different states. Yeah. Shreveport's Texas. Oh. It's East Texas. Ruston's kind of Texas. 
literally where I grew up, they had the, we had what they called the Arklamis, and we also had the Arklatex. So we were sort of just in nowhere land. Do what? So Ruston's only 60 minutes from the Arkansas line. Okay. And it's only 65 to 70 minutes from the Texas line. Okay. And it's only 90 to 100 minutes from the Mississippi line. Oh. So we we're kind of right there in the middle of nowhere. Just a bunch of pine trees. <laughs> I'll still celebrate Fat Tuesday, though, are we, though? Uh, we did get Mardi Gras off. Did you? As kids, yeah. Is that the whole state? Yeah, the whole state got Monday and Tuesday off. Is that how that works? Yeah. But we didn't really celebrate it in Ruston. You, Ruston was pretty conservative. Uh, if anybody is curious, speaking of Fat Tuesday, your uh, your recipe for a hurricane is two ounces of light rum, two ounces of dark rum, an ounce of lime juice, an ounce of orange juice, half an ounce of passion fruit puree, half an ounce of simple syrup, one teaspoon of grenadine, and then garnish it with uh, an orange and a cherry. Sounds sweet. You're, the grenadine but pushed it, me it, over It's the very top. sweet, but you're covering it up. You're covering up four ounces of rum. Mm-hmm. It's not a light cocktail. No, no. I mean, settle in if you're doing a day of hurricanes. You can't. It's, doing a day of hurricanes would be cause for concern. I know you're not drinking much anymore, but have you seen the Mezcal Old Fashioned that's on that YouTube channel that one of us subscribes to so we both see it? <laughs> No, I haven't. So I tried it. It's fantastic. <laughs> so just a normal old fashioned. It was. It was. But it's got mezcal. It was tequila. It was like three ounces of tequila, an ounce of mezcal, a uh, bar spoon of agave. So that's acting then, as simple syrup. Yeah, and then um, a few. It was like two dashes of Angostura bitters. Okay, and a couple of drops of chocolate bitters. Chocolate bitters are underrated oh, in drinks time. now. They, if you're looking for something a little different, chocolate bitters are you you light you, a plus. You take the orange peel, light it. Yeah, you get the juice, get the oil out. Fantastic. Well, because like a lot of people make that misconception, an old fashioned is a style of drink. It yeah, has it doesn't nothing to do with bourbon. bourbon or rye or yeah, whatever. Bourbon's just a spirit that's often used in it. I mean, cognac was used for a long time. Yeah, there's there's it, it's simply a it's simply a style of cocktail. Yeah, chocolate bitters are the most underrated bitter, and orange bitters are the most overrated bitter. Agreed. Orange bitters have a medicinal taste to me that I can't stand. I, I can pick it out of anything and go, uh-uh, that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not okay. I don't use them. Um, underrated additive, uh, maraschino liqueur. Uh-huh. Just a liqueur. Really good. Adds, adds something. It's in a couple things. Always something good just keeping the bar. You just need a little bit of it. And it from whatever the company is it's slipping my mind right now that makes the cherries what is the what's the cocktail company that makes the really good soaked cherries uh i can't think of it it's gonna drive me insane whatever they make the liqueur and i mean it comes in a bottle it's like this big and it's like oh my god you only need just a touch of it but yeah brandy as well yeah yeah yeah. brandy for for old fashions so luxardo Luxardo, I was yeah. pulling it up. Luxardo, yeah. yep. okay, that's the answer. Yep, I could see it, knew it was level. It was it was red writing on or whatever on a yellow thing, but yep. I could not remember what it was. There it is. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Luxardo. Okay, uh, Pac twelve. Pete Thamel yesterday. 
<clears throat> there's a lot of speculation here more than anything else. Like I think, not saying Thamel had a quota, but it almost kind of felt like he had a quota a little yesterday. It's it's interesting. And he's one of those guys that has to be careful because when he writes something speculative, people take it as fact. Well, yeah, because a lot of times you go, "Hey, he he wasn't guessing," but that means he can't guess. Like there's right. a there's a weird give and take with that to right. where. Yeah, there's a certain weight when he says it. If he's just going out there throwing a bunch of speculation around, you go, oh, well, that's interesting. Yep. Um, the things that I picked out of this that, that I do find interesting, he said that the Power Two, he's obviously speaking of SEC and Big Ten, mm-hmm. no matter what comes out of the Big 12, the Pac-12, what their television rights packages looks like, he thinks the SEC and the Big Ten are at least $30 million per season more per team than those schools. He thinks that's a baseline. It's somewhere around for thirty per per team. So think of that over a ten year deal. Three hundred million per at team. At least. At least. Not counting residuals just for being in that big two that come with a lot of other tributaries that we're not talking about. And it about. might be fifty million per year. Well, that would be a number. Now you're talking about half a billion dollars. Over a decade. That's larger than Ole Miss's entire athletic budget 15 years ago. I mean, you could almost sign Shohei Otani for that. You're overpaying $55 million. Um, the Big 12 is going to be in basically its own upper middle class. Yep. Is what they have figured out. That the Big mm-hmm. 12 in its current iteration or whether, and it, he, he writes about this down low, they go grab Utah and Arizona and Arizona State and, and Colorado. They they're going to. They, they're going to settle into a very comfortable upscale neighborhood and be all right. We it's always, be, say, we always use okay. the word fine. They're going to be fine. Not going to be great. They're going to be fine. They'll get a couple spots in the tournament. They'll be good. They're going to be the Outback Steakhouse of college football. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's better than one of these other two programs or the other two conferences are going to be. That's exactly right. They're going to be okay. And they'll, ha- hey, they'll have some good, I mean, like Big 12 basketball right now is freaking fantastic. I mean, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll do good. They'll get a, they'll have a healthy TV streaming uh, package. They'll be relevant. People will talk about them. People will watch them. They won't be the Big Ten, and they won't be the SEC, but they'll be the next step down, and it won't be a massive step. It'll be a big step. The Pac-12 is situating in a weird spot because here in the next few weeks, we're going to find out what their potential right situations are, whether Amazon does take that plunge, whether somebody else takes that plunge, whether somebody pays a ton of money and then tries to sell off subcontracts to then show it to those things. That's even a possibility where somebody takes it on and then tries to distribute it themselves almost to other entities um but again now we're talking about massive gaps well because we're looking at and i think this is relevant they visited san diego state and smu Mm -hmm. probably adding those two programs i feel pretty confident they're going to add those two programs yep san diego state has a very clear ceiling as a as an athletics program smu has more money than god but are they going to put it in a way that you know, what are their possibilities? I don't know. I mean, if you told me somebody became decent, SMU would be where I put my money. I would buy that stock. Yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. no. I mean, look, if, if SMU alumni really decide to care, it's a lot like we were talking about a few minutes ago with Wichita State. Okay. Then, hey. Sure. Go do whatever it is you can do. Sure. I mean, there are some people in Highland Park, I've talked to a couple people, that mm-hmm. 
they believe there is a model to put them in a in a in a realm of basically this hybrid TCU slash Duke conversation. Sure, right, wrong, or indifferent, I don't know, but that's yeah, that is what people believe I'll with buy, SMU. I buy that. Again, I'd buy their stock. Yeah, I would too. I would buy SMU. And if you're SMU and you're like, okay, we're gonna get in a watered down Pac-12, that's better than what it could have been. It's better than the American. It is. As long as, and it's where I'm going. Yeah. Keeping Oregon and Washington. Yeah. You're you're constantly at the whim of the Big Ten deciding they want one of those two teams at any point, which is where the Pac-12 and what, what actually what I think the meat of this column is is them saying that Oregon and Washington are only going to be willing to do very small grant grant and write situations, right. probably five years or fewer. Because they just go, hey, I can't get strapped into some long-term deal just in case the Big Ten decides to call us. So your two flagships... Yeah, if you're Oregon and Washington, you, you want a prenup in this deal. Yeah, and that's kind of what's going on here is that those are clearly the two schools of relevance nationally in that conference, in this new conference. Yeah. And they're going, hey, we're not signing more than three, four, five years here, guys. Uh-uh. Not, not, not doing it. So then, if you're a TV thing, you go, hold on a minute. I'm... Well, they, they're going to want outs, too. Oh, it's going to be a wedding where everybody on both sides is like eyeing each other going, this isn't going to work, right? They're wanting something. The Pac-12 with Oregon and Washington is hoping for something kind of in the 30 million per ream, per per school per range. They think 40 is a, a pipe dream. I do too. And you understand that the big 10 schools are going to be getting like 65 million a year each. We keep coming back to the same thing, though. I keep coming back to the ACC. And I'm going to get there, too. Okay. Because they're watching this going. Mm. Cal, Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State right now are screwed. They're done. Because nobody wants them. They're going to be in a league with Boise State, Fresno State, UNLV soon. You think that's where this thing's headed? By the way, a 20-year-old UNLV football player dropped dead yesterday. Did he really? Yeah. Sorry. Is that why UNLV was on your mind? Yeah. Yeah. It's somewhere in the I think I think 30s even strong if that, if because if, if you can't go many years they're going to go why am I dedicating that level of money to you? I've what heard, does it look I've like? Heard, I've heard a number lower than 20. Well, at that point. I know everybody streams but no. Everybody doesn't stream Amazon. No. On Saturday. Where where you're the only the NFL is the only people who can do the only game in town on Amazon too. It's not like we're just on the Amazon system. Yeah, the NFL's flipping a, over. Yeah, the NFL's in a different world. And that's one game a week. Yeah. Where that's where you just go for that game. Yeah, and, and they're in a totally different different tax bracket. Yeah. I don't even think the SEC could pull it off. No, they couldn't. And so if if the SEC couldn't do it or the Big Ten couldn't do it, well, the Pac-12 sure as hell can't do it. So it, it, they're going to it, – anyway, it's, 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 it's flawed, man. It's over. Just It's done. I mean, like, here's how screwed Stanford is, for example. And now Stanford's less screwed than even Cal. Well, this is on Stanford. Yeah, I know. Okay. Stanford, literally in this story, they talk about their only path to a relevant conference is if Notre Dame joins the Big Ten and demands that Stanford joins them. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. 
I mean. Well, we don't want to lose that Stanford game, so can you bring them too? It's like no, the, Notre Dame's going to go, hold on, I'll just play Ohio State? Cool. All right. It's like Sweet. the guy down the street going, hey, you know, I mean, my path to stardom is getting Scarlett Johansson to marry me. That's all it will take. That's all it will take. I mean, true. And then we're not even talking about the fact that the the, the Pac-12, what do they look like when they lose Colorado, Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah? They look like a league with Fresno State, UNLV, Boise Suddenly State. Suddenly SMU's the damn flagship, and they might have been better off in the American. Could have. I mean, the SMU's problem is they couldn't find a way into the Big 12. Right. That was the death knell for that, sure. that program. Sure. Because they didn't get their house in order early enough. TCU did. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And nobody knows. Nobody has any clue where this thing... So does Pete address the ACC? Yeah, he says that um, the ACC's deal with ESPN runs through 2036, and part of the reason it ran that long is because it allowed the league to form the ACC network, but they're increasing nerves about more than more than $30 million annually its competitors will be earning above the ACC. About half the league is fine with the financial status quo, and there's another half, those schools most invested in football, that continue to look for creative ways to find more money, whether within the league or by finding a way out. Unequal revenue sharing continues to be discussed, but that can't cover a $30 million delta. You have publics and privates and big schools and small schools. It's a little bit of the ACC uniqueness, but times like now, it really shows itself, and the last year has become so apparent. They don't think that a breakaway is imminent, but they think that hostilities will just continue to increase, 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 increase. And when I say imminent, I mean like, Six months, like they yeah. think you're you're eighteen to twenty four months potentially for something looking completely different. So here's here's what I think is going to happen. I think next summer they can't find a way out of the grant of rights. That contract was written really strongly. It was really it, the only way out is if a group of them break it at once. It's like six have to get out, and so you've got to get the Big Ten to take some and the SEC to take some. And the ACC, because it's holding survival, goes, I'm not helping with any of this grant of rights. We're no. holding on to all y'all with two hands as tight as we can go because he closes with the essence of an ACC escape is that it would cost more than $100 million to leave, and schools would still need legal wrangling to get access to their own game's TV money for more than a decade. Mm-hmm. That's a significant risk, but there's also plenty of risk for the high-profile schools of falling hundreds of millions behind national competitors. Different lawyers have different opinions. Eventually, someone will take the leap. You'd assume that others would follow right behind. As usual in college athletics, the lawyers will cash in. The only certainty from any type of attempted breakup or breakaway would be billable hours. Quote, an industry source, if you're going to try and get out of the grant of rights, you better have a war chest. You're going to have to pay all the legal fees. But here's what's coming. Mm -hmm. Next summer. So we're going to have this summer where it's going to be kind of nostalgic. Right? We talked about media days earlier. It's going to be just like the old days. The storylines are going to be Kirby and Nick and all that. But next summer, Chase, when UCA, UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten and Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC and it feels new and fresh and exciting because it's going to be new and fresh and exciting. And all these – because this is what else is coming this summer is the new schedules. Yeah. Hey, here's who Oklahoma is going to play. Here's who Texas is going to yeah. play. It's going to get excitement at places. And – People are going to start talking about the SEC contract, the money. They already know about the Big Ten contract. This stuff's going to become less um, theory and more reality. And someone in those rooms in Chapel Hill, in Clemson, in Charlottesville, 
are going to say, hey, guys, we're getting $30 million a year. Arkansas and Missouri, two programs that we would look down our nose at, I'm just pulling them out of, out of thin air, are getting 72. That's for the next 10 years, they're getting $42 million more a year than we are. We look down our, this is what I would be saying in the room. I'd say, hey, can we have an honest conversation here? I know you're going to hate me, but let's be real for a minute. We look down our nose at North Carolina, at at Tennessee, at Arkansas, at, at Missouri, at Ole Miss, at Mississippi freaking state. But Chase, if those programs make over 10 years, 420 to $450 million more than you make, primary they're better than you well, and, and it's and, going it's going to be reflected in everything that happens and there's there's another huge hang up here get to it in a second first tell you about northeast spark any sparc two packages the ignite the 100 mbps or the blaze the one gig that powers the clark ford studio your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband that's any spark.com 662-238-3159 phone service pro controls network security a wireless mesh extender for those who need that extra step in and more so if you need uh internet in lafayette county parts of union and pontotoc counties where you did not previously have internet that's 662-238-3159 brought to you by pinnacle pinnacle home to the 401k advisory services team they'll conduct a complimentary no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan it's mypinwealth.com m-y-p-i-n-n wealth.com it's almost uh spring break Summertime, get in touch with my buddy John Edwards at Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Just give him some parameters and a budget, and he's going to give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Don't forget, next time you're in Oxford, stop by OPA. It's a perfect place to enjoy a Friday or Saturday on the square. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well at OPA. It's the uh, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant. I'll have a mailbag to you tomorrow brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. If you're on the job hunt or if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, you need to get in touch with service specialist staffing and recruiting agency. They've been on the job since 1967, and they can take care of you. It's always free for the candidate, and a payment of service for a company is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, Chase, after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves. One smile at a time, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter Healthier, smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com. And then don't forget our friends at Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. 
They've got two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, lots of offerings, beginner lessons. Uh, you can compete in nationally recognized competitions as well. So if you're interested in uh, exploring equestrian opportunities, get in touch with our friends at uh, Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Yeah, reading about teams playing Big Ten schedules. I mean, something that does not matter even the slightest, but UCLA, UCLA baseball is going to work the Big Ten here coming up here uh, here soon. You're going to see some gaudy oh, conference yeah. records oh, and those shit. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll have their moment. <laughs> Go ahead and order the trophy. That'll be a one of those 24-4 and kind of league deals there. Um, I mean, it does suck for those players. They're in L.A., and they play baseball to the level they do, and it's like, where, where's your conference weekend? Happy Valley, Pennsylvania. Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, It's 12 degrees. <laughs> Only program without a baseball team in the Big Ten. They don't have one? They don't. Oh, no. then you won't go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Colorado doesn't have a team. Iowa State doesn't have a team, I don't think, and Wisconsin doesn't have a Just team. Just said to hell with it. Colorado's has been, I actually looked this up the other day. Colorado's has been over since 1980 when they cut like four sports because it's confusing to a lot of people in the state because Northern Colorado has a team and can afford it, but the Buffaloes have not. And like Indiana has a baseball team and they have, yeah, and they have, they have men's soccer. Do they? Yeah. 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 I think the three power fives off the top of my head are Iowa State, Wisconsin, Colorado. Okay. I think that's correct. I forget that some of the Big Ten teams have a team, but yeah, I think that's I think that's correct. Michigan cares, Illinois cares, Minnesota cares. There's a few Big Ten teams that care. A little bit more every year. Yeah, I mean, there's some I mean, there's Mar- months, Maryland there's, cares. Oh well, yeah, I'm, they don't count. They came from the ACC. Same well, thing. They're in the Big Ten. They are. They're the Big Ten champions. There you go. They'll be in Oxford this weekend. Does Purdue care? They have a decent team occasionally, but no, I mean okay. not to the level that that does Northwestern. They have a team. Pretty yeah. sure they have a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're playing at Wrigley. No, it's football though. That's not baseball. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Northwestern has a team. I think. Anyway, where I was going with this is it's amazing, and I don't know how many, but I mean Virginia, North Carolina, good good examples potentially, but schools across the country as this thing played out because. Schools that were really proactive could have gotten in places where they just didn't get in. And part of that is because university presidents are so caught up on that freaking AAU stuff. They don't want to be involved with some of those other programs. And it's like, you're you're cutting your nose off over an athletic conference because you think that's going to demean your own academic education system. Excuse me, sir. Um, I would like to remind you of the math. (laughs) We're making 30 a year. And that school that you just made fun of, they're making 72. Oh, well, yeah, duh. Uh, Anthony Clarko transferred from West Northwestern Ole Miss's first oh, baseman. You would think you I would have that. It's it's still early. It's February 20th. My muscle memory is not there yet. It's going to be all right. My bad, Ginger. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, no, that's it. I mean, somebody in those rooms is going to start saying those things. People like, I don't know, like Dabo Sweeney is going to walk into the room and go, you know what, I'm, I don't even know who the hell hand-raised guy is in here, but let me be the one to tell you. I, we can't do this. You want us to keep winning? I got to have more money. How do we get more money? I got to play in a better way. Well, yeah, league. somebody raised their hands and goes, it doesn't appear to be affecting Vanderbilt. Last time I checked, they're still a pretty good school. We good here? Like, 
Duke is not struggling in the ACC academically. It's going to be all right. Well, the but, whole we're too good to be in a conference with them is so stupid. Yeah, we don't want to hang out with the riffraff. Has it really affected Florida being in the same conference with Mississippi State? I mean, has it? Not to my knowledge. Being in the SEC has expanded Alabama's academic pursuits. Yes. They're a better institution because they're in the SEC. And most of these schools down here, right? You've got like at Ole Miss, for example, the accounting program is world class. It's it's national. They have the they have the most of the second most road scholars in the country among public schools. Yeah, it's just stop. It's all it's a silly, 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 silly argument to make. But the money is going to be because money always changes everything. When the money goes from theory, which is kind of what it is right now, to reality, which is what it's going to be very soon, it's it's those ACC schools, the ones that want out, are going to figure it figure out a way. And yeah, now would be a great time to be a lawyer. Because if you can get on one of those cases, you are set. It's going to take a couple of years. It's going to be tons of billing hours. But someone will do it. But if you're Oregon and Washington now, you're kind of begging the Big Ten. Hey, remember us? But something's happening that stopped the Big Ten from doing that because the Big Ten's kind of looking eastward. They are. So it makes me think that somebody in the ACC is telling the Big Ten, hey, hold tight. Give me a minute. We're working on this. Yeah. Last thing here, a stat that I had forgotten yesterday as we closed, just a little plant seed tomorrow, because I do have a couple NFL thoughts for tomorrow. Derek Carr says that his uh, free agency is going to be a long process. Note from yesterday, uh, yesterday's pulse on The Athletic, since drafting Carr in 2014, the Raiders rank 32nd, dead last, in EPA on a defense and special teams combined. Tells you the environment that Carr has had to play in there in uh, in that Raiders organization. So kind of the what if, what if the Jets gave him a number five defense and special teams with their DVOA from last year, giving what is coming up there. So Carr says it's a long process. I'm fascinated to see what he's going to make, where that's going to go, but we'll uh, go yeah. from there. Ole Miss and Auburn tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. In, uh, in that one, next up for the Rebels. So we'll look at the games tonight, those two really interesting games, State and South Carolina and A&M and Tennessee, and then look ahead to Wednesday night as well. So rebelgrub.com in the meantime, baseball today, 4 o'clock against Arkansas State, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.